This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. I appreciate those of you who are coming over. I just uh, hosted Sean Hannity's show. Those of you checking us out with him, what the, hell, what the hell's his show? Yeah, you get a lot. You get a lot on the show. You get you get the chocolate voice. You get Polo. You get Sam. Um, CJ's in for Sam today. You also get more interviews. We've got um, some good ones for you. Dr. Jesse Lopez. I'm going to bring you Dr. Jesse. The latest on COVID and whether kids should be getting the shot. The latest information on studies that have been uh, are being done that you just don't know about. Got that for you. We also will have the entirety of my interview with Dr. Ben Carson. So if you're sticking around for that, you'll get the rest of that interview. And then uh, hour number three, it'll be uh, Kay Smythe, Cray News with Kay on a Friday. It is a busy one, a very, very busy day. Did I already say Friday? Friday. You know what I'm saying, Carrie? Oh, I do. I think you do. Come on now, horns. Yes, indeed. That was me. Carrie Lockie, getting it done. No. What day is it anyway? Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's go. Friday. Uh huh. Thank God it's. Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's. Thank God it is Friday. There's CJ. Hey, how you doing? Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Ah, uh, freedom. Uh huh. Say what? Bring it down. Monday through Thursday, I decided what we're going to talk about on Friday. It's uh, well, you have some input. Let's be honest. Care? Let's be honest. I don't really just do whatever they want. Yeah, that's true. Very true. But whatever's on your mind is fair game. If I know something about it, we'll try to talk about it. If not. We will move on. That, again, is Chocolate Voice. I'm the Italian voice of an angel. No. And, uh, what? No. What? Let's not do that again. What do you mean, no? When you say no, what does that I mean? I mean, no. We don't need to talk about that anymore. And you don't need to be calling yourself that. I I didn't. Well, I, didn't. I know somebody else started The listener it, did. But then right. you said it over right. and over and over Right, because I felt obligated. Yesterday. I felt bad. I was like, okay, sir, if you need me to. <laughs> What? I, I no, feel bad. I can't take that away from it, him. It didn't go like that, actually. I cannot nope. take that away from him. You can, God bless him actually, for coming in. And by the way, I've never heard a more factual phone oh, call, to be honest. Let's be goodness. honest here. Okay. Let's be honest. There we go. Just going to be honest there. Um, uh, so there you go. Can your head get any bigger? You know, you did the what Sean Hannity show. You're the Italian yeah. angel voice. 700 Ooh, stations. I know. I know. Okay. okay. So, so did you listen at all, or were you listening to go, oh, that SOB? <laughs> I listened. But you're to forced some to listen it. to it because it's on our station. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you didn't I go out of your way to listen. Is what you're saying? 
Well, because I'm working, and when I'm recording and mm, editing, I for, can't do that. And for listen you, to that's the a relative term. Working, time. relative term. It is not. Working. I work very hard for the people. Relative. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot going on. Right at the end of Sean's show, I don't know if you heard. I was in for Hannity today. Um, yeah, right at the end of what? That. Yeah, heard that. Thing. You did hear that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Wasn't we sure it. if you don't if need you to knew say that. it anymore. Actually, what that I was in for Sean. Yeah, you said it again, but okay. Now, can you call him Sean, do you think? I think I could. Yeah, I think I could. So, um, when this week haven't you left early? Let's be honest. (laughs) So, um, uh, at the very end of the show, um, I got just an influx of information about Elon Musk has said that's it. And um, this this is going to have ramifications. Now, keep in mind, depending on how many bots there are on Twitter, it really does show the importance or lack thereof of Twitter. Twitter is not nearly as important as it's pretending it is. And if there are as many bots as Elon Musk is alleging, um, the website might not be doing much at all, although news cycles are, revolve around it. Government officials make moves and, and legislation about it. Um, give us the latest here. Something has happened to where he's mm-hmm. like, damn, I'm done. Yeah, from CNBC, billionaire Elon Musk wants to end his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter, according to a letter sent by a lawyer on his behalf to the company's chief legal officer Friday. But Twitter's board chairman, Brett Taylor, said the company is still committed to closing the deal at the agreed-upon price and plans to pursue legal action to enforce the agreement. We are confident we will prevail in the Delaware Court of Chancery, Taylor wrote. Twitter shares were down about 6% after hours on Friday. In a letter disclosed in a Securities and Exchange Commission filing, Skadden Arps attorney Mike Ringler charged that, quote, Twitter has not complied with its contractual obligations. Ringler claimed Twitter did not provide Musk with relevant business information he requested, as Ringler said the contract would require. And Musk has previously said he wanted to assess Twitter's claims that about 5% of its monetizable daily active users are spam accounts. Twitter has failed or refused to provide this information, Ringler claimed. Sometimes Twitter has ignored Mr. Musk's request. Sometimes it has rejected them for reasons that appear to be unjustified. And sometimes it has claimed to comply while giving Mr. Musk incomplete or unusable information. So this is interesting. Now, I don't have a platform anywhere near the size of Twitter. I've got several thousand people on my email list. And Carrie, right now... I can go to my email list and tell you how many of them are real and how many aren't. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of them are are not real, and they're almost purged immediately. So the idea that Twitter is just saying 5% but won't prove it, again, we're talking about, what, hundreds of millions of people, potentially. So I get it would take longer. But we've been talking about this Elon Musk deal for months and months. So the digital platform in the age of, di- of digital technology cannot find out how many are fake accounts or bot accounts. I guess a bot account is different than a fake account. And I'll try to explain that. Do you, do you know the difference between I a bot really, account and a fake account? I really don't. Okay. And again, it, I, it, I can already hear it in your voice, or it's Friday and you're ready for the wine, but um, you might not <laughs> be both? as interested in it as I am. It could be both. But a lot of people is. are out there on Twitter and they wonder why nobody sees their tweets. They wonder why nobody sees their retweet. Nobody sees their great meme that they thought would really work. And then somebody with two followers has 800,000 retweets, right? Mm -hmm. So you wonder what that's all about. A fake account, which is one that just exists with a fake name, fake email address, just to take up space, is different than a bot account, 
which might that which actually could be programmed to follow Carrie Lockie's Twitter and anything she tweets, you retweet it and you like it. So if you've got 10%, 15%, Donald Trump Jr. today said he thinks it could be as high as 50% bot accounts on Twitter. So you've got somebody who calls himself Brooklyn Dad who's on Twitter, almost a million followers. He's just some ne'er-do-well, horrible person tweeting horrible things about conservatives and nothing but great things about Biden. Here's a guy who tweets it, and then he gets immediately virality. Immediately he gets thousands and tens of thousands of retweets, and he gets thousands, tens of thousands of likes, and uh, nowhere near as many comments, which is interesting, which tells me there could be, let's say, 20,000 bot accounts that automatically, when this guy tweets, will retweet it. Well, automatically, when this guy tweets, will like it. And that, through the algorithm, now that the bots, the robots, that's what it's short for, the robot accounts do their job, others will now see it because the Twitter algorithm says, holy crap, he's got 20,000 retweets. This must be an important tweet. Then he gets even more virality on it. Whereas I tweet something, I'm in for Sean Hannity, and Hannity's account retweets it. He's got 6 million-plus followers, and nobody sees it. That tells you there are no bot accounts that are pushing my stuff or Sean's stuff. Does that make better sense? It does, actually. They literally have a job. These robots have a job. And the job is to push the agenda, push the information, push the slant, push the ideology that the website wants pushed. Including, don't say ivermectin. Don't say hydroxychloroquine. Don't say that Leah Thomas is really a man. You can't say those things, which somehow changes the rules and value system of society because the dumb website changed this through their TOS. And the dumb website could be, again, Donald Trump Jr. says, up to 50% bot accounts. Now, Carrie, if you were going to buy Twitter, let's say you really were excited about Twitter, which you're not. No, I'm not. But let's say you were, and you were going to buy it and you want to put a value on it, the value of Twitter is how many people see the ads. Mm-hmm. It's all done through advertising because the site is free. I can go there right now, so can you. Mm-hmm. doesn't cost us anything. You can download the app. doesn't cost us anything. But as I'm scrolling through my news feed, probably 20% of what I'm seeing is an ad. And I can click on that ad. And again, it's annoying, but the ad could be for the lawnmower I talked about yesterday in my living room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're, they are focusing ads on me. That That's how they sell their ads. And if they're telling the advertisers that there are 300 million users and there are really 150 million users, somebody who wants to purchase it is really purchasing something that is not worth the value Twitter claims it's worth. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, yes. So if if we say... Hey, take the Joe Pag show. You'll get Carrie, you'll get Polo, you get Sam or today CJ, and you'll get Joe. And when we show up, it's just you and me. They, they have every right to say, well, wait a second, this is 50% of what you said you were giving us. And that's not okay in business. You can't just lie. So do I know that Twitter's lying? No. But I know that Elon Musk is probably the best business person we've seen in the past 150 years in this country. And he's not going to make a dumb move. Do I think the deal is dead? Great question, Carrie. Um, <laughs> what you were thinking, now, weren't you? Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you because you 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 cover this crap all day. Yeah. Um, do you think he's really terminating the deal, 
Or is he twisting their arm to either lower the um, price or admit the butts? Yeah, something might tell me he's probably twisting their arm a little bit, making them sweat. But you got to have the you. information. If you're going to spend $44 billion, right? don't you want all the information on the company you're buying? Well, at 100%. And you wouldn't be worth two to $300 billion mm. if you weren't smart about how right. you got it. Right. So, right. So Twitter, if they want some money, and it sounds like the shareholders are like, let me out because it's, it's losing value every day, they're going to have to give up the real number. And then he can take the $44 billion, where he may have accounted for the 5% bots, and he was okay with that, and let's say it's 50% bots, he now should be able to divide the offer price by whatever percentage they were off. Because the only value that website carries for an owner is the advertising potential. And if you've got half the eyes you thought you had, then it's not going to be anywhere near the value. 1-800-Actually, I'm going to give Sean's number. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Definitely want to hear from you on this. And again, I realize that the percentage of those of you listening that are on Twitter is probably lower than, than earlier expected. But at the same time, this is about basic business. If you go in and it says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell you a pound hamburger and give us $10, give you a pound of hamburger, and you, you actually weigh it and it's three quarters of a pound or half a pound, that's not okay. You get to go back and say, wait a second, I agreed to pay this much per pound. You gave me half of that. I should only give you half the money. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Was that your Please voice is like wine? Please what stop. Was that? I don't what? know what that is. I don't was know. Was it me, Michael McDonald, in the house? <sighs> Getting it done? In the hizzy, the kids would say. Mm. Uh, glad to have you here. Oh, look at that. I've got uh, I've got the Skype behind me now. <laughs> did, you, did you try to Skype me? Uh, no. I mean, I know you're trying to connect with me, but I keep having to go back to the other studio to recut everything. Um, no, maybe if you did it right the first time, then you wouldn't news, have to recut anything. It was breaking news right before the show. Right. What are you going to do? Well, now I've got the Skype thing behind me in the shot instead of my <sighs> nice Joe Pags logo. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> sorry. Yo, what sorry. did you fill in for Hannity for three hours today? Oh, no, that was me. Uh, no, it's all good. All good. All good. All oh, good. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's happening soon, I'm sure. <laughs> if you're just joining us, by the way, welcome. Um, Elon Musk says that he is terminating the deal to buy Twitter because he's not getting true numbers from Twitter. All right. Um, that that's an issue. That's an issue because um, I mean, let's let's put it into practice. And I already tweeted about this. Like tomorrow, people like me will all be squelched again. And I am already. I'm mean, still not getting the the sort of you know traction you would think you would get for having such a big following on radio and on video and and 125,000 followers, whatever. I don't get anything near what I should get. You got people with 40 followers have 10,000 retweets. So already, I'm not getting what you would expect. But um, I wonder if you think this is going to change things. I do. 
if this is a ploy and he's twisting their arm to to get to save some money and to get the site after all, good move. If he doesn't do it, I think Twitter goes back to what it used to be. But I predict Twitter is on the way out. I don't think Twitter can survive. Already, it's not very profitable, allegedly. Already, they're losing money. Already, they fired a bunch of people. And a lot of the algorithm stuff was untweaked that they tweaked. So it's going to be very interesting. I don't know that Twitter can survive if Elon Musk doesn't buy it. And perhaps he's smart enough to know that. I mean, that maybe that, look, they're going to lower the price. I, Carrie, I'm a predictor right now. They're going to okay. lower the price. Okay. We will see. That is my prediction. CJ, I cannot fix the background because Carrie broke it because of the I Skype thing. I did not break it. That's Kerry Lockie's fault right there if you're watching in the video. Uh, let me tell you about Pre- President Trump speaking at another big rally. It's happening this Saturday in Alaska, and even Sarah Palin's going to be there. Newsmax will be the only major news networks covering uh, covering the, the rally live. I made the switch to watch Newsmax. I did that a long time, what, six years ago, something like that. Uh, I watch it all the time. You should, too. They've had some of the best coverage of Joe Biden's dangerous programs, and every night you can see Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling as well. Millions are switching from the old cable news networks to Newsmax. Even President Trump says Newsmax is really good. This Saturday, President Trump will talk about January 6th, that dumb committee, and his big plans for 2024. So get all the details of Trump's big announcement, the rally in Alaska, and more. Trump news from Newsmax. Just text the word REMIND to uh, 39747, he said. REMIND to 39747. That's REMIND to 39747. Trump is also set to make a major announcement so don't miss it. You got to text the word remind, R-E-M-I-N-D, to 39747. I made the switch to Newsmax. You should too. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. You know what's interesting, Carrie? I got more email last night about that song. I still don't know which one it is. Oh, really? Uh, nobody came up with it, huh? Never did. Yeah. I never did. I um, um, never had any, any uh, ability. Oh, well, I guess to, you uh, can't do a parody figure out now. that song. That's a oh, no, I'm still going to do a parody. I just make the song oh. up. No, don't make this. No, I think I think that's the song. That so uh, we'll see. Um, I I don't I don't know what it is yet. Although there was an email. As I don't know if you heard, I was filling in for Sean. There was an email, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, that this I'm going to check it out by a group called Warrant. Could it be Warrant? And it was warrant uh, another hair band. It warrant is it was a hair band, yeah. Well, then it wouldn't be warrant. Then. Um, Let me okay. go to uh, Chris in San Marcos. Chris, what's going on? Hi. Hi, Joe. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you about: um, uh, I know the deal is in jeopardy with Musk and Twitter. Nobody's talking about the fraud to advertisers. Uh, they're represented. They have X number uh, people participating, and people buy their advertising based on that. And if it's only 40%, uh, 50% of what they're saying, uh, that's fraud. Um, well, I'm with you. I, I you think know, that, that, that's, that, that's the question of the day. Why isn't Twitter releasing to him how many fake or bot accounts they have? It's a great question, Chris. I'm glad you brought it up. It's, it's less about Elon Musk and the billions that he's offering to pay. It's probably more about the advertisers being able to go back retroactively and saying, hey, what the hell are you doing? It's like with the NFL, when Kaepernick was flopping around like a fish and kneeling and acting stupidly. Um, The advertisers went back to the NFL and said, hey, you sold me something based on ratings that you said that you were getting, and now the ratings are down 10%, 20%, as much as 38%. Why would I pay you the same rate 
if I have a fraction of the eyeballs watching. And the NFL ended up, I believe, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this because we covered it here. They ended up refunding a lot of that advertising money, saying, you're right. We did not get you the ratings or the eyeballs or the promise wasn't kept. Same thing with the advertisers on an online site. It used to be banner ads. They're not banner ads anymore. On Twitter and on Facebook, they put them in there like posts, as if somebody actually posted these things. And that's an interesting question. What do you do about it if you find out they're lying about the number of people seeing this stuff? Listen, I want to see how this shakes out, and I think this is a ploy by Musk. I hope it is anyway. If not, Twitter goes away. Keep it here. Dr. Jesse, when we come back, the latest therapeutics on COVID and much more. Stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have this man back. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. Great information on uh, on COVID. He is a surgeon, he's a physician, and he's really, really knowledgeable. Keeps up with all these studies. Jesse, how are you? Good to see you. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here today to share with you some information that's just going to make your uh, listeners shake their heads. Yeah, you know, a lot's going on, and lately there's been such a strong push by Pfizer, obviously for profits, by uh, by Fauci, who won't admit how much royalties he's getting, by uh, the the um, the the the, the uh, you've got the FDA, the NIH, the CDC, who are all supposed to be able to trust, who who are all pushing for the same thing. That doesn't make any sense if you're using logic and rationale. So I'm the logic and rationale guy, Jesse. You're the medical guy who also is very logical as well. Is there any reason to push vaccines for kids as young as six months old? There's absolutely zero rationale, and there's even zero data for all practical purposes when you really dig into the truth about all of this. And what's interesting, Joe, is that even they, even organizations like the Wall Street Journal is coming out with op-eds saying why the rush to, to vaccinate toddlers. And it goes very well in-depth about the lack of appropriate data from these Pfizer studies regarding the utilization of these vaccines in children and really ignoring data that they did see, including the fact, and you're going to find this interesting, Joe, that uh, that the vaccinated toddlers in their study became severely ill when they contracted COVID wow. compared to the placebo. So the first thing you're going is, well, if they were vaccinated, why in the heck are they getting COVID anyway, right? So how effective is the vaccine, number one? But they became significantly ill, and it's because of things that we've talked about on your show in the past. Everything just kind of comes to fruition as we speak about this. Well, I mean, logically speaking, it's never made sense because really the, the mortality rate for anybody 40 years old and younger is nearly nothing if there are no comorbidities. When it comes to a child, they are so resilient. Jesse, we've talked about this over and over. I think it's 0%. Um, for anybody who's a child that that um, that gets COVID, that they're going to die unless there's a previous condition. So is this just about money? Is that what it is? It's about a lot of different things. Certainly money is one of the issues of concern. And I hope to jump into some of that with you here in a little bit when we talk about academic malfeasance. But there's also a lot of political pressure. As you know, the election cycle is coming up. And so there's this big push, this political pressure. Look, we're getting these vaccines out. We really care about you. 
They could really care less about the data and the potential harm. They just want to make it look like they're doing some good. So I think the White House really did feel a lot of pressure to get this out. And you have the COVID response coordinator, Dr. Ja, coming out and saying to the parents, we're going to get this vaccine out. We're looking out for you. Again, meanwhile, they're really ignoring that the data is not efficient data and they're putting children at risk. Right. And secondly, um, I, I think that it's it's kind of tongue in cheek, almost duplicitous that they were really coming after President Trump for saying, oh, you're trying to rush out these vaccines back in you know 2020 before the election cycle. And here Biden is and his administration pushing these vaccines out without any really significant data and actually creating harm. As we're getting more information in, it's Dr. Jesse Lopez, by the way, inspiration.health, inspiration.health. As we get more information in on the vaccines and as bad as they're starting to look in some instances, in many instances, and all the uh, adverse effects that we're finding out about from Thomas Renz, from the from the VAERS um, um, site, from you, from McCullough, from Malone, from Urso, all these people that I've had on the show over and over again, as that information comes out, you're starting to hear, well, the vaccine's really Trump's deal. You know what the difference is, Jesse, and I, th- I know that you know this, Trump never mandated it. He never forced it on anybody. We have all these therapeutics. We have these mRNA vaccines if, if your doctor wants them. We have, uh, we have ivermectin. We have hydroxychloroquine. Let's use everything. It was the left that, that vilified anything but the vaccine and it was the left that mandated the vaccine. So I'm riding around the other day, and I don't listen to a lot of talk radio because I'm, I'm jaded. Um, uh, when I listen, I hear you know all the technical stuff going on, and I hear well his opinions too. So I try not to listen to that. But I was listening to a podcast, and there was a, there was some sort of an ad in the beginning of the podcast, and this is the wording that they're using. And you're the doctor, you're the expert. Tell me if this is true. We urge you to get vaccinated against COVID nineteen. Jesse, are we getting vaccinated against COVID nineteen? Absolutely not getting vaccinated against COVID-19 because we know that COVID-19 still you can develop whether you're vaccinated or not. Right. And you can spread it as well. But they're, but they're, but they're saying that consistently. And you're a medical expert. It's got to make you angry that they're absolutely. lying. If, if I don't know Jesse Lopez, if I don't have all these experts on, if I, not, if I don't educate the people listening and watching every day, I might think the vaccine would vaccinate me against COVID-19, which it doesn't do. No, it doesn't. And I was really infuriated when I saw a little cartoon that they're showing in schools that is very childlike and encouraging the children to go and ask your parents about getting a vaccine because you'll protect grandma and you'll protect grandpa and your brothers and sisters. And that's a lie. It doesn't protect them. From I want to I want to stop COVID. you. So they're telling kids, tell your parents to get you vaccinated because it'll it'll protect grandma and grandpa, which, Jesse, it doesn't. You can get it. You can spread it to grandma and grandpa, whether you're vaccinated or not. So again, how do they get away with it? You know the, the stringent regulations with the FDA. If, I, if I'm watching late night TV and an ad comes on for fill-in-the-blank medication, there, there is a 30-second disclaimer about everything that could do wrong to me. There's none of that with this, with this shot. No, and they're also taking shortcuts when they do the studies. And this is what's really disheartening as a physician. When Pfizer was looking at this for young children... They saw that Moderna actually had higher numbers in their third dose study. So when Moderna asked for FDA approval, Pfizer rushed to ask for approval too. The problem is, is that they took shortcuts. 
And instead of following large number of children that had gotten the third dose, they only followed about 10. And then they try to get approval based on these very low numbers with additional data that's contracted from older age groups, not taking into account the immune purity of these little children. And we've talked about this on your show in the past about immune imprinting and how this could set these children up to not be able to respond to the Omicron variants in the future because they're receiving a vaccine that's based on the Delta variant. And there was a great article and it's on our website. And it basically talks about this very fact among healthcare workers who were triple vaccinated and had the Delta variant of COVID infection that when they got Omicron, they could not mount the proper immune response. And wow. this article, and it's in my hands, is in detail about the specific immunologic cells that they could not produce appropriately just to fight off Omicron. Go, 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 to, go, go to inspiration.health. That's his website. He does telemedicine, by the way, inspiration.health. Go there, check out all these great articles. Find out more about Dr. Jesse Lopez uh, because the information is, is simply amazing. So we talked about academic, uh, um, um, uh, what, uh, they're, they're just lying. What were you calling it? So something else. Now, ma- 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 I'll just call them a bunch of liars. Unethical but, behavior. But, but let me ask you this. When it comes to teachers or government officials, those who aren't Pfizer who's try- and Moderna, who are trying to make a profit, way more profit than they've ever seen before, not Fauci who's getting royalties he won't admit and he's made stuff up about COVID, not the CDC which is getting its marching orders from somebody. When we're talking about teachers and other officials who aren't doctors and they're pushing for the vaccine, is it because it's one of these two things? Is it your opinion they really believe it works, or are they doing it because they want to control those who are watching and listening? I mean, I'm hoping it's the first one, but it might be the second. Well, when you only have information given to you from one side, which is about every TV station that's on the air right now, right? You're going to formulate an opinion that only allows you to see one side of the coin. So when somebody begins to talk to you about the potential of adverse effect or about the increased cases of myocarditis in young people who receive this vaccine, you're looked at as though you're crazy. What are you talking about? I've been told by the CDC, I've heard on the local news that everybody should get the vaccine. So I'm just doing this to protect my kids. I believe they really have an honest, good heart as as far as teachers and and parents that that are looking at this. But they've got to dig deeper for the sake of their children's health. Please dig deeper. And and those who are giving them the information, they're the liars. That's it. Those people are the liars. And I will tell you, the liars are also those in the medical, medical, uh, in the medical community who are not telling the truth about the potential adverse effects of all of these issues. And they're also not holding themselves accountable for really digging into the research. You know, when I was looking through information for this, I came across a beautiful study. It was in toxicology reports. It was in August of 2021. It was published, accepted for publication, and it was available. And it stated, why are we vaccinating children against COVID-19? Excellent study, gonna be on our website. And you can even see the words retracted across the entire study. Elsaver, the publisher of this article, pulled this article. They did, did, it, no, did, did, did they, because this is important. Did they say it's retracted because they got anything wrong? Nope, not at all. Go ahead. It was, not, it was not retracted because of data falsification or fraud. They made up a bunch of reasons, such as how they defined the term 
vaccine versus inoculation. Come on. Yes, that's one of one of the reasons. And uh, there's some great explanations available on the on the Internet about this. But because of this, they felt justified in retracting it. When you dig deeper, you see that publishing companies like Elsevier, who who publishes a huge amount of medical journals, gets funding from the NIH to be able to publish these uh, All right. So, so in other words, I mean, I can connect the dots. The NIH poll, you know, says, hey, you're getting a lot of money from us. What's this article? And they say, oh, we better retract that. Absolutely. 100%. Let, 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 let me ask you this. It's inspiration.health is his website. There's no dot com or anything like that. It's inspiration.health. That'll take you right to Dr. Jesse Lopez. Um, I know there are crack babies. Some would say some babies are born addicted to alcohol even or cigarettes. So we know that it passes from the mother to the child. Um, if the mother gets vaccinated, are those antibodies getting into the unborn child? And could this have adverse effects? I feel like, now I took a few days off for 4th of July and so on. But I feel as though I read something somewhere right before I went on vacation that said children, unborn children, are adversely affected possibly by the, by the vaccines. Yes, and it goes down to the DNA level. Wow. If you look at a recent study out of Lund University out in Sweden, it showed that the vaccine, when it was injected into human liver cells in vitro, was able to incorporate its spike-making proteins into the host genome. So that means it's into the host DNA and has the potentiality to constantly produce that spike protein at any given time, basically creating an autoimmune and or cytokine storm within the body. That means that it can be in every cell in the body, even the sperm, even the eggs. Now, as far as the vaccine itself, there are studies that reportedly say that those antibodies can go on into the child to protect the child. But if the child gets vaccinated um, or the mother and the father gets vaccinated, there is this real potentiality that can occur that could go on for generation after generation. And this is the problem with how they force these vaccines without adequate study and data that typically takes a decade to do. Let's talk about um, antibodies versus the vaccine. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. I, I had COVID recently, as you know. I've got antibodies during the last, I, I guess, upwards of 20 months I've seen in some of the studies. And then they naturally go away, which sounds normal to me. I don't need antibodies. I'm not still fighting it. With the COVID vaccine and the spike protein that's injected in you, I think you told me this either on the air or off the air last time, um, it's, it's as if your body's fighting it, even if they don't, it doesn't have to. And that's what you mean by autoimmune issues or, or this, this storm that you talked about, right? Um, if I have the, uh, the, the spike protein, it doesn't go away once the fight is over. That is absolutely correct. And a lot of times I believe we're seeing that manifested as COVID long haul syndrome, where patients are getting the virus experiencing this and people are getting vaccinated and experiencing this. And I treat both of them the same way. And they seem to respond well to the treatment or the therapy. But the question is, when you stop the treatment or, or therapy, how much of this is going to come back to continue to be a problem for them long term? And that's one of those things that's not been thoroughly vetted and studied and obviously has clinicians such as myself uh, very, very concerned. There may be, uh, um, well, uh, you study so much that you might already have heard of this, but there is actually a lawsuit right now with somebody who is a whistleblower suing Pfizer, saying that the study, the testing information was fraudulent. And Pfizer's response isn't what you think. And, and I'll send you the link and you can find out more about this. And we'll talk about it next time if you don't know about this. But Pfizer's response is not, hey, there was no fraud. 
Pfizer's response is the government knew that there were problems with our testing, but they were cool with it, so you can't charge us with fraud. You can't, you can't sue us. Have you heard anything about this? Yes, and um, it's, it's something that we've uh, we discussed way, way, way back when, when it first broke. And um, I'll make sure that the article uh, gets on our website because I do have that and so that people can go and read it. But absolutely, the, the, the response from, from Pfizer is that, oh, well, we did studies you know, in other locations, so our data is still good, even if this one particular testing site was fraudulent. Well, the problem is, is that this keeps occurring over and over right. and over again, where the data collection is horribly inadequate or proper scientific rigor is not followed. And this is repetitive over and over again. So now we're u- utilizing these same methodologies to recommend this for our children. And that's very, very dangerous. Jesse, I, j- I just don't get it. I mean, I'm just going to give you the headline. The headline in this story that I'm looking at, and I'll send it to you, Pfizer asks court to dismiss whistleblower lawsuit because government was aware of the fraud. <laughs> what? What? I mean, you go and read the story. It says you can't you can't charge us with fraud if the government knew we were defrauding them. Uh, it's it's wild. I'll give you the link. You put it up if you want. I think it's from Robert Kennedy's website, actually. And uh, and we can go from there. Just about out of time. Jesse, I appreciate you. Give me, give me 10, 20 seconds on if I should be afraid of monkeypox. <laughs> Only if you're craving bananas and feel like throwing your poo-poo against the wall. If that's happening, then definitely you should be concerned. Otherwise, no way, Jose. I mean, the government's trying to make this a thing, and it's not a thing, is it? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. They're going to try to make a lot of things a thing and just try to keep tuning in to people like you and others that are getting the word out and they'll get the truth out. And hopefully more and more people will become aware of these things and not live in fear. I appreciate you coming on, brother. It is Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health, inspiration.health. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Always appreciate Dr. Jesse Lopez coming on inspiration.health. Uh, he gets it done. That's what he does. You know, there's always these studies that you'll never find out about on social media. Always these studies you'll never find out about on big media. Always these studies you're never going to find out about um, from the government because they have an agenda. The NIH, the CDC, the FDA, Fauci, all these people have an agenda. Biden, Harris, they have an agenda. I mean, Pfizer, Moderna, think about it. They make billions of dollars off of getting rid of more of this vaccine or this shot, this stuff that's in the that's in the little container. Um, they'll say anything. And they have. There are studies showing there's no reason for a six-month-old to ever even be considered for this shot, yet they're pushing it. Or a five-year-old. I mean, the mortality rate for 40 and younger is so small that we should reassess everything we're doing. And these studies show that to be true. And that's why we keep having Dr. Jesse back on. Plus, he's an awesome dude. He's a great guy. Inspiration.health. Go check him out there. Much more to come. Dr. Ben Carson in his entirety next hour. Stick around for that. Cray News with K in hour number three. Make sure you stick around for that. Got a lot more to get to. You can't get through on the phone lines. No problem. JoePags.com. Scroll down. Click on contact. Send me an email. Keep it here. Coming back.
This is the Joe Pad Show.